religion, the favourite of the great scholar and queen, Catherine Parr. I am probably the greatest young scholar in Europe, certainly the most educated girl. I don't consider my cousin Princess Elizabeth a true student, for many are called, but few are chosen. Poor Elizabeth shows no signs of being chosen, and her studies are very worldly. She wants to be seen as clever. She wants to please her tutors and exhibit herself. Even I have to take care that I do not fall into the sin of pride, though my mother says rudely that my principal care should be that I do not fall into being completely ridiculous. But when I explain to her that she is in a state of sin, she takes me by the ear and threatens to beat me. I would gladly take a beating for my faith, just as the Saint Anne Askew did, but I think it more pleasing to God to apologise, curtsy, and sit down at the dinner table. Besides, there is a pie of pears with burnt cream for dinner, which is my favourite. It really is not easy to be a shining light in Bradgate. It is a worldly house, and we are a big household. It is a great building, a brick-built house as red as Hampton Court, with a gatehouse that looms as large as that palace and set among the huge forest of Charnwood. We have every right to royal magnificence, My mother is the daughter of Princess Mary, who was Queen of France, the favourite sister of King Henry VIII, so my mother is heir to the throne of England, after the late King's children, my cousins, the princesses Mary and Elizabeth, who are heirs to their younger brother, King Edward. This makes us the most important family in England, and we never forget it. We keep a houseful of retainers, more than three hundred, to serve the five of us. We own a stable filled with beautiful horses and the park land all around the house and farms and villages, rivers and lakes at the very heart of England. We have our own bear for baiting, kept caged in the stables, our own bear pit, our own cockfighting ring. Our house is one of the biggest in the Middle Lands. We have a great hall with a musician's gallery at one end and a royal dais at the other. The most beautiful countryside in England is ours. I have been brought up to know that all this land belongs to me, just as we belong to England. Of course, between my lady mother and the throne are the three royal children. Edward, the king, who is only twelve like me, and so he rules with a lord president, and then his older sisters, Princess Mary and Princess Elizabeth. Sometimes people don't count the two princesses as heirs, since they were both named bastards and denied by their own father. They wouldn't even be included in the royal family but for the Christian kindness of my teacher, Catherine Parr, who brought them to court and had them acknowledged. Even worse, Princess Mary, God forgive her, is a declared and open papist and heretic, and though I am bound to love her as a cousin, it is a horror to me to be in her house, where she keeps the hours of the liturgy as if she is living in a convent and not in a reformed kingdom, for all England is Protestant now under King Edward. I don't speak of Princess Elizabeth. I never do. I saw more than enough of her when we both lived with Queen Catherine and her young husband, Thomas Seymour. All I will say is that Elizabeth should be ashamed of herself, and she will have to answer to God for what she did. I saw it. I was there during the chasing and the tickling and the romping with her own stepmother's husband. She led Thomas Seymour, a great man, on to imprudence and then to his death. 
she was guilty of lust and adultery, in her heart, if not in his bed. She is as guilty of his death as if she named him as a treasonous plotter and led him to the scaffold. She willed him to think of himself as her lover and her husband, and the two of them as heirs to the throne. She may not have said so much. She didn't have to say so much. I saw how she was with him, and I know what she made him do. But, no, I do not judge. I will not judge. I never judge. That is for God. I have to retain a modest thought, an averted gaze, and compassion, as from one sinner to another. And I am certain that God won't think of her either, when she is in the fires of hell, praying too late for her unchastity, disloyalty, and ambition. God and I will pity her and leave her to her infinite punishment.